Whether you've just left college or relocated to a new town for a job, making friends as we get older is hard. Join the mermaids as we share tips, tricks, and stories on how we've managed to mingle as adults and make some really kick-ass friends. Women face unique challenges, from glass ceilings at work to everyday personal stressors. The Maiden Voyage podcast covers it all, offering tips and tricks for overcoming your struggles. While this lady-hosted podcast focuses heavily on women's issues, it's relevant for anyone who values self-improvement, equality, and badass inspiration. We all navigate this journey together. Welcome aboard. All right, so like nobody's mingling in person right now. We know that. However, we've all been in situations where we've moved or we've located or we get out of college, et cetera. And like, you don't live in the same hallway as your friends anymore, or you don't live in the same town as your friends anymore. And I recall right after college being slightly traumatized that like, it wasn't like a thirsty Thursday where everyone kind of convened in a common room. We got our drink on, we went out, we partied, whatever that like, um, uh, what is it called? Um, when you feel like you're missing FOMO, right? Like, like you had all this FOMO because you're like, what are my friends doing? Well, guess what? Your friends are doing the same thing you're doing. Nothing, right? We're adults now. It's a Tuesday and you have to work in the morning. But that doesn't mean that you can't find people, your people, your tribe, no matter where you live or what your circumstance is. Um, it is more challenging, I think, as an adult. And I'm going to share some like what I call mommy dating secrets that helped me find my people in my current life circumstance. And we're all in very different life circumstances at the current moment. Some of us single, some of us married, some of us moms. So we all have a little bit of a different perspective and we're really excited to share with you some like tips and tricks we've picked up along the way. And Jen, I, um, we've had an interview in season one where you talked about a networking group out in Lancaster, because you're not from that area, where you started to meet like-minded professionals who have now become like really good friends of yours. And I loved that story. Yeah, exactly. I was really nervous to move to a new city. I feel like all of us kind of have a little bit of nerves when it comes to meeting new people. You have that voice in your head, oh, are they going to like me? Am I going to make friends? Um, so I kind of went out on a limb and joined a networking event. But it turns out it ended up being more casual than I thought. I was nervous that it would be kind of frumpy and I mean, there's a time and place for networking, right? But this was kind of more of a like, social hour, which I found really enjoyable. And I've made, I would say, three or four pretty good friends that I see consistently, like at least once a month, um, if not more, from those events. And I think it's just a matter of um, getting out there and just starting a simple conversation. It helps if there's alcohol involved. Typically at these mixes, we have a drink or two to get loosey-goosey. Right, right, right. <laughs> saying here is that like you're gonna have to be vulnerable people right yes. you're gonna have to be a little vulnerable in your effort to find your new friend yeah oh absolutely and the conversations are going to be uncomfortable at first it's going to be a weird hi how are you what do you do for work or when you go to a networking event that is or something yeah. until you can break through and find a common ground and yeah. and wrap back on back and forth on that fully agree um carissa you had uh made a great note as you know friends we prepare for these carissa had made a really great note about and i love this befriending your barista <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love hanging out in uh, coffee shops and um, like supporting, like there's a lot of local places like here in Gainesville. Um, so it's not just, you know, going to Starbucks or Dunkin' or whatever. Um, it's a lot of really good people who 
also like are from the community and chances are like grew up here. And I, I don't know, it just got to the point where I would go to places so habitually. You know, I walked up to the, I realized that there's this place called Opus that was right across from my old um, office in downtown Gainesville. And I walked in and I realized after like, they'd only been open for a month and I've gotten a lot of reward stars and the barista's name, his, like, his name's Duncan. And he's like, oh, are you getting like the oat milk horchata latte? And I'm like, this is bad. <laughs> I need you to rewind that oat milk horchata latte. Yeah, they put horchata. It was like a horchata. Yeah, oh, oh, it was good. Yeah, that sounds amazing. So good. Because horchata is like, rice, right? Yeah, they're mixing like, um, like oat milk and like rice, rice milk if you wanted. And it was, it was, it was a nice flavor. <laughs> mm, all right, that Duncan, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> but it's like, I mean, just becoming friends with somebody on something so stupid, like them remembering your order, like remembering your face. Like I would walk in with like, you know, the same two coworkers every day. So if like one of the three of us was missing, Duncan's like, Where, where's, where's the other guy? Or like, where, where's your friend? <laughs> like, are they coming in? Are you guys coming here to work later? Like what's going on? So it, it's just, a, it's a nice experience. And like, found out he's like a freelance graphic designer a really good one and like he just like works in the coffee shop like in the day like it's it's crazy what you learn about people by just like having a simple conversation yeah yeah i've done that before and i just apologize i'll say i know i've seen you like eight times i'm so sorry i never asked for your name before what is it i'm jen and then from there you it's just magic i love that i'm so um so this may come as a surprise to the people on this call, I'm very much an introvert and I can be very shy, especially in real life versus <laughs> virtually. Um, so I'm usually the person that's like, I've met that person four times. I don't remember their name. Can you go introduce yourself to them so that I can know their name? Thank you. <laughs> and then come report back. I have a trick for that, actually. Oh my God, Jackie, tell me everything. I need to know. This podcast is for me. Okay. <laughs> so I, in my past former lives, did a lot of networking. Oh my God. Sorry to interrupt. You have to tell them about the note card thing too, real quick. Is that what you're Oh, gonna- I'll share that too. Sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, um, well, I'll do this one first. So I did a lot of networking and you'd think like as a long-term salesperson, I'd have a really good memory. And I don't, I have to write things down or they don't exist. Like I know people like our dear Audrey, who's not out elephant remembers everything, right? Like something you said in a meeting nine weeks ago, that girl retained that information, not me, not how I do things. Um, so if I'm at an event, Julie, or I'm somewhere coffee shop, hair salon, whatever, and I don't remember someone's name, but I'm like, you're with someone, obviously in your example, that's the trick, right? You do the introduction. Hi. Oh my God. I would love you to meet John. Hi, John. John will instinctively introduce himself because you're going to very quickly be distracted by something. Oh, have you met my friend, John? Little birdies in the air. John will automatically, because you are, he will, it's just who we instinctually is human. So he'll be like, hi, I'm John. And this person will say, hi, I'm Julie. And then you're like, oh yeah, you met Julie. Julie's awesome. I love Julie. You introduce the person you're with, quickly look away and be distracted, allow them to continue engagement, and then re-engage. That is my trick. The distraction. That's great, Jackie. You're like, what is that? Like, what is, what is? That's a, that's a good one. 
It works every time. <laughs> wow. My trick is actually like trying to, especially like from a networking perspective, I'm, I always say, oh, can you remind me of how to spell your last name so I can make sure I find you? Like, okay, okay. Yeah. So then they're like, oh, you know, my name is like, last name is like, uh, I, 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 my last name is yeah. like, um, and like, um, you know, John, John McCall, like, like it just kind of makes them instinctively like say their full name. So mm. always been my thing that helps. I like that. And, and I'll share again, cause you asked the four corners of the card. So I learned this trick again in networking a long, 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 long time ago. Um, when you exchange business cards, I always have a pen in my pocket and you exchange business cards, you have a conversation, they tell you a little bit about themselves, who they are, what they do. People are always gonna share personal information because that's just what they do. And then so I would immediately walk away from them, get out my pen, and on the back of their business card, on the four corners, I would write like where I met them and the date, um, you know, four pieces of information about them, something personal, like they have two kids, one plays basketball. This is maybe something they mentioned professionally, like they're getting a promotion or they're adding a new business line or a product feature. Um, and then, you know, something I wanted to remember about them, like brown curly hair. And so I would go home and then input that in my CRM so that like the next time I was meeting with this person, I had like tidbits of information. I also had like a Ziploc baggie. I used to do a lot of networking. I had a Ziploc baggie of business cards. I just kept in like my, you know, my bag or whatever. So that's that trick too. It's so powerful though, because next time you see that person, they're probably going to be taken aback by the fact that not only do you remember their name, but you remember such little details you know, that they shared. And automatically they're like, this person cares. If you don't write it down right away, most people don't remember. We're not all right. Audrey. Right. Yeah. So I would do it right away. That was a trick I had. Um, I befriended, I, I will say, I like, so I moved to this area. I live in Phoenix, still Pennsylvania. I'm not from this area. I moved here seven years ago. We had one couple who moved here. My, my, one of my best friends and one of my husband's best friends met when my husband and I started dating on Valentine's Day, like of 12 years ago. They started dating. They're now married with two kids, a third on the way, and they moved to this town. And so when my husband and I were looking to settle, they were like, come check out Phoenix. It's awesome. They brought us to a bar crawl and we were like, so we'll move in next month. This is the best thing that ever happened to my life. Um, and so we moved here and they were the only people we knew. Everyone else was at least an hour from us, and, which was very different because even when the former town we lived in about 40 minutes from here, we had friends locally and we were only 20 minutes from Center City where we had a lot of friends. So we were still spending a lot of our social time in Philadelphia where a lot of our friends lived. And so this was new for us to be like alone in the country like it was a lot for me. And so I started shopping at a local boutique and chatted with the owner. Oh, I'm in marketing. She asked if like, she was like, can I ask you some questions about like marketing and my website, et cetera. We started like briefly chatting and I was just shopping there a lot. Like fast forward six years, I worked there during uh, when I was, um, unfortunately laid off from one of my jobs. I was pregnant. So I worked there because I couldn't find a job. My baby was pretty much born there. She pretty much worked there. I was in her wedding. So I have made a best friend out of a new circumstance. And it was just because I was outgoing and, and personable and 
just frequent in her business enough that she took notice of that and we happened to like hit it off. So I would say that as you're moving and engaging in, in a new community, like you really have to lean into that. And another way I made friends in this new community was through working out. I went to the gym and like, I'm a chatty Kathy, like the person next to me in the bar class, I pretty much forced her to talk to me even though she did not want to. And like, again, six years later is one of my closest friends in this new town because I forced her to be my friend almost. And she'll tell oh you that. God. I forced her to be my friend. Yeah. Jackie. Yeah. Okay. I was like, yeah. I don't have friends. I just moved here. What's your name? Wow. People are I might've lied to you. <laughs> and, and you know what? She probably tried to, but like she kept seeing me same time every week. We had the same workout schedule, you know, like, and, you know, I'm not like, I'm, don't be crazy pushy, but I was like, hi, you know, like really all I said was hi, what's your name? And that led to like a conversation and it turned out that we had very similar dating stories with like, she hadn't even been married yet, her fiance and like my husband at the time, like met kind of the same way. Like, like we talked about a few minutes ago, being vulnerable and like feeling open to just share who you are as a person is is really how I've made friends just being truly who I am because one of the greatest tips I want to share with you guys about this is that like at this stage in your life you've done the high school bullshit you've done the college trash you are an adult okay so you need to just be who you are and you're at a place in your life right now most of our listeners where you should not dim your light or tone yourself down for anyone to love you if someone chooses that you are not right for them that is okay. That's probably meaning that they're not all right for you either. And you just need to just fully be yourself in any situation you're in. And you will find that people will be drawn to you because of that. And that's it. That's how you make friends, right? Yeah. You just need to have some resilience too. Like you said, Jackie, I've known some friends or we've all been in a circumstance where you get discouraged. You go out there in a situation, you try to make a friend and they're just completely disinterested. And then you use that as an excuse to not do it again. You're like, well, I tried, and last time I tried, this happened. Uh -huh. you, you can't let that be your story. You have to have a strong back. You have to brush it off and say, okay, this person wasn't right for me, but that doesn't mean that I'm not going to try again with the same exuberance to meet someone that is a part of my tribe, you know? Uh -huh. 100%. Julie, I feel like you have a great opportunity to share how doing something you're passionate about brought you a, like a best friend. Yeah, I have a couple things. Um, so the first one before I dig into that one, which is like real and normal, uh, is when I moved, Jackie reminded me of this. I moved from kind of my hometown area to a fairly rural, more dispersed area in New Jersey out West. Um, and I lived there for a while and I knew no one, not a one, right? Like bought the house. It was a great house, this, that, and the other thing. Um, but I had no friends. So I actually, and there were very few like networking groups or anything in that area because there was like cows. Um, so I used Bumble BFF, which if you don't know, and it's very good for these virtual times we're in right now, um, Bumble, the dating app has a make friends version for awkward humans like me. And you swipe and match with your friends. Swipey, swipey, swipey. Um, and then you can talk to each other and chat in the app and like share information. And I made a really great friend that way. Um, and it was, I think we were talking because we had something about like music that we both liked or something like that on our, our profile. So you can totally use 
the standard dating app ways to make friends and meet up and like obviously meet up in public. All those rules apply. Make sure you're not getting catfished and like this person's not a terrorist or anything like that. But that was really great. Um, and it's something that it's free and we could all like literally do right now if you're feeling like you need some friends for quarantine. Yeah. I did not know that existed. Yeah. I've used it too. I've, I actually met up with a girl a couple times. We got drinks multiple times over the course of a few months on there. It's nice. I like yeah. It. If you're like partnered up though, you might want to explain that you're using BFF mode if it's on your phone, you know, because <laughs> it's still just the Bumble app. So there's that, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty fun. Um, and then the other thing I did was I started teaching marching band. So I was um, a marching arts performer in high school and early college. I performed with a few different groups. A friend of mine called me one day and said, hey, can you come teach my marching band? I'm in a pinch, this and that. So I did that with him for a couple of years and I made some friends there, but it was a very young group. We had a lot of college students and it was not necessarily the place to make new friends. I reconnected with some older friends then he kind of moved on and I moved on and started teaching a local band that was much closer to my house. Turns out the staff was all a bunch of 30 somethings. Um, and I made some really good friends doing that and they were much more local than the other group I was teaching. But it was a really good way to kind of have something in common with people right away in your friendship, right? Like we were pushed together because we were the band staff and we had a job and a show to do. We had shared experiences previously in life because we were all these like band people. Um, I was a little bit of an outsider. They all knew each other really well and I was kind of coming in, um, but it was really great. And it turns out that one of the other instructors there and I became really good friends. And uh, I always joke that when I started working at Impulse, I would talk about, oh, my friend that I go to the gym with, my friend that I teach band with, my friend that I do this with, they're really all the same person. <laughs> Right. It's really just one, one friend. So uh, sometimes you just need like one really good connection through a group uh, and things can grow from there. So those are probably my two ways to make adult friends. I love that. Awesome. You had some fun other ways that you talked about meeting friends. Yeah. Um, so I, um, in my first like office job out of college, I was super shy. I, I really try to like put myself out there when uh, speaking to people now um, because it helps, but naturally I'm like super like enclosed and like I don't really want to talk a whole lot. And I managed to stay that way at this job because it was a company of like 200 people. Stayed that way for well over like a year and a half where I just like got away with like really just talking to like my teammates only for work purposes. And that was kind of the end of it. Um, and then like at a certain point, like there was a wave of like new hires for like the sales team and the sales and marketing team was like pretty close. Like we all, um, people would go get drinks and like hang out, um, after work or whatever. And, um, these couple of people, like they kind of like the, the new sales team members, they kind of like started like chatting with me because I like was able to help the sales team with a couple of different things at the time. So I was like naturally already kind of like talking to them about sales deals and stuff. And we got to talk about sports one day and I said, well, you know, I played volleyball for a long time. Um, I tried to like play in college. Like I, I was super passionate about it for a long time. And they're like, well, what if we got like a couple of people to play like beach volleyball every week? And I'm like, like work people. And they're like, yeah, like work people. I'm like, you do that? Like people do that? And so we started going to like the, um, the UF like sand courts, 
like on Wednesdays. And like that went on for, I mean, months. And it was like, it was crazy to me. And those two guys that like bothered me to the point where to make me like go meet up with like work people are like my two best friends now, you know, like, uh, like, um, like a year and a half later, they're my two closest friends. And it's just kind of funny because they were just like, you know, we, we heard you're really good at volleyball. I'm like, you don't know anything about me. Like you've never met me. <laughs> and they're like, no, we feel like, you know, you're, you're good. Like we should totally get people together to play. And it just became like this thing. And it was just kind of nice. Like I got pushed out of my comfort zone. Um, so I didn't really necessarily initiate that, but I had to like open my mind to like, be willing to go do something. And it, um, it turned out to be a really cool thing. I think that's awesome. I love that they kind of like forced you to be their friend. They, they did. And they, they will tell anyone that to this day. <laughs> can, can we talk about the thing that happened there though, was there was the friend date. Okay. And I'd love to dive into that because that is my next thing on my list. Yes. The friend date is awkward AF. It is so awkward right the worst thing ever yeah so I have it on my notes as mommy dating mommy dating okay applicable mommy or not it's a thing yes the friend date is like just like like the anxiety of will he or she like me whether I'm trying to date you in a love or friend way is the same like the sweaty pits the what should I wear am I too loud? Do, do they, are they going to think I'm funny? Like the social anxiety, even if you are, the, I'm the most outgoing person probably that most people know, right? I even get social anxiety over these situations. Like it's terrifying. It's terrifying. And so, um, when my daughter was, I don't know, maybe eight months old, nine months old, I picked her up at daycare one day and they said, Oh, this is your daughter's best friend. Like, excuse me, come again. Yeah, this is Peyton. This is your daughter's bestie. They're besties. I'm like, cool. Like, whatever. They're like 10 months old. They don't have best friends, whatever. Maybe she was almost a year at this point. The next day, I see the two of them like literally on top of each other, hugged up. They are best friends. So ironically enough, one day I'm, uh, I'm, I guess we passed in the hallway and I knew that this was my best, my daughter's best friend's mom. And I said to her, hi, my name is Jackie. I'm Abigail's mom. I think our daughters are best friends. I just wanted to introduce myself. She, knowing who she is now, was probably like, bitch, I am just trying to pick up my kid and go home. Get the fuck out of my face. Because that's, you know, like, I can only imagine that's what she was thinking, right? I adore this. She is like one of my, I talked to her a billion times a day. She's like my best friend. So I can imagine that she was like, ew. We exchanged, we, we befriended each other on Facebook. And for like six months, all we did in communication was direct message on Facebook. That's it. We DM'd on Facebook for like six months. Like, oh, d- did you have this rash? Does Abby eat this food? Do you have any recommendations? Like it was all about the kids, right? And then I feel like one of us finally sent a message that was like, my husband's an asshole. And we, that was the walls were broken down. Like, like it ha- something like, you'll never believe what he did when she woke up in the middle of the night. Like there was something that we could have both related to as a mom that was like, not about our child directly, you know? And that was it. And we were like, we need to go out for drinks. And so we did the mom date and like, we really got along and we were like, we should do this with our husbands 
Well, that took it to a whole nother level. And after we did it, we then found out like we were talking to our friends about it. Like we're going on a double date with this other couple. Like it's so awkward. We don't like, what if the husbands don't like each other? We don't know what to expect. This is so weird. They were doing the same thing with all of their friends. Like we're going out this daycare, these people, we don't know them. It's so weird. Like we were all so anxious and like, it was harmony and pure bliss. And here we are almost two years later. Our families are almost inseparable. We do everything together. The girls play soccer together. We all go to the same swim club with them. Like they live a mile away from us. We had no idea. We spend so much time with these people and the awkwardness has now gone away, but we've brought like other moms into our family as well. Like we met another mom who just like we dated her. Me and Melissa went on a date with this other mom to like see if she was gonna fit in with like our tribe. And it like it has spiraled out and we have like a great group of women now that we are adore. But you really have to like you have to date. Like it might not have worked out. We might have been like different parenting styles or different we don't drink and they drink or whatever that might be, you know, like it, it is dating. It is real world dating. Mm -hmm. I agree. I think the one thing is too that I've come to grips with over the last year is that not all relationships need to be on the same level. True. You can have some people that are more casual. So maybe you would have just always been meant to have that relationship with that mom where you just talked about your daughters together. And yeah. that's okay too. Absolutely. I feel like a lot of people have an all or nothing mindset about it where they're like, if we can't talk about everything and you're my best friend, talk to me every day, like, forget it. I don't want to make space or time for you in my life because I only have like important people, but it doesn't mean that casual relationships can't be important to you too. If you have the right mindset of knowing exactly what they are and not trying to force them into something they're not, you know? Yeah. So, anyway, I, I, I love that. Yeah. I, I made this friend, um, like, and we only ever talked about like art. She's super into sewing and like she makes her own clothes and stuff, which is super cool. And like um, we would schedule these craft nights where someone was like responsible for bringing dinner and we would like, I would paint and draw and she would like sew until like 3 a.m. And like that, that's the basis of our friendship in a nutshell. Like we talk art together, yeah. that's it. Yeah, I love that theory. It does not have to be ride or die. And there are absolutely people in probably all of our lives that hold a small chapter and you know, they are what they are. And that's, that's, that's okay. That's okay. It's okay that like I small, you know, you have small talk with someone on an ongoing basis, whether it's your barista or my hairstylist, right? Like I would call her a friend, but she's not someone that I like talk to necessarily frequently right someone who you value in your life that's all they have to do it doesn't have to hold all the value but just a little bit I really think what we've come to a conclusion here as we wrap up is that you need to be vulnerable you need to be open you need to be yourself and take some chances and you're never you never know who you know you're gonna meet or who's gonna force you to meet them and just be like super open-minded about like what people can be like in your life right like uh, it, I, I love what you said, Jen. It re that really like hits home and it just makes sense because not everybody needs to be your absolute best friend in the world. Yeah. Have different purposes. And like, that's great. That's the beauty of like life. 
Sadly, that'll do it for this week's episode of Maiden Voyage. We'd like to thank you, our amazing listeners, because let's face it, lady life is hard. It's incredible how much we accomplish every day, and we all deserve awards just for existing. If you're watching the show, make sure that you subscribe, click on that thing for instant notifications, speak your mind in the comments, and share us with your fellow Voyagers.